Hey guys. Isn't it good to be alive? Isn't it great to live in Bristol? Wow, I tell you what, this is an incredible church and, uh, and I'm just so pleased and excited to be here for the month. And your leaders, I just want to big them up right now, they are absolutely incredible. Their seriously on fire in their hearts for you is just huge. Uh, so yeah, thank you leaders of this church. So I'm 18 years old. And uh, I'm not right now, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I might look it. I'm 18 years old, and I'm on a mission in India with YWAM. Anyone heard of YWAM? <laughs> and um, it's boiling hot, I'm sweating, I'm, I'm excited, I'm happy, I'm in a queue for a train ticket. <sighs> My bag's full of stuff. I've got my friends around me. We're chatting about how we're going to basically uh, bring revival to the whole of India in three months. <laughs> Just as I'm stood there laughing and joking and planning our really important mission, I was suddenly aware of some movement just on the floor. And I look down, and, and I'm right. There is movement. There is actually something crawling towards me. And before I knew it, it was grabbing at my feet. Head bowed low. And hands raised up towards me, cupped and expectant. Someone was begging desperately. And all I could do was look down in shock and horror. I can only guess that that little boy hadn't yet reached his second birthday. He looked me in the eye and asked me for money. God loves the poor. God's heart for the poor is massive. It's ginormous. And if you haven't got a heart for the poor yet, I'm hoping that by the end of tonight, you will do. Because I believe that God's on the move tonight. I, I, I don't know about you, but in worship, I just felt like I was doing battle. I felt like we were doing battle in the heavenlies. And I just felt like, like God was doing something with us as a congregation, as a group of people, and stirring us up because I believe that revival will come to Bristol at some point. And I hope it's soon. And I hope that we are catalysts for that. So if you're hungry tonight, if you really want... Uh, to meet with God and see revival in this city, um, I'd just like you to, to pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are King of kings. You are Lord of lords. Thank you, Jesus, that you reign and you are alive and you are with us right now. Thank you for your heart for the poor. Thank you for your gospel, your good news, Jesus. And I pray that you would use us mightily and powerfully for your glory. Jesus, fill us. Come, Holy Spirit, in power tonight, we pray. We are desperate for your presence, Lord. I'm desperate for your presence because all I've got is words. And I pray, God, that you would set them on fire tonight. Come, Holy Spirit, and have your way. Break our hearts for what breaks yours. In Jesus' powerful name, amen. So the passage we're looking at, it says, uh, Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, 
the lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. In this passage, we see John, who's in prison at the time. He's been waiting and watching expectantly and excited for the Messiah, the King of Kings that's going to come and sort it all out. And potentially, in his mind, he's got this explosive event that could literally shake the whole world with holy thunder, leaving him breathless in awe and wonder. <laughs> Thought you'd like that one. He hears about the ministry of this Jesus fella, and he gets his own disciples, and he says, guys, can you go and check out what this Jesus bloke's doing? He sends them with this direct question, are you the coming one? Or should we be expecting somebody else? It's almost like a confused inquiry. A bit like Guess Who. Have you ever played Guess Who? He's bald. He's got a big nose. He's got a moustache. No, it's not Carl who preached this morning. <laughs> Carl's got a very short nose. It's Bill. It's Bill from Guess Who. All the signs point towards Jesus being the Messiah. But John was expecting fireworks. He was expecting this massive boom. Essentially, John says, are you the Messiah or not? Jesus' response is absolutely in line with the prophetic messages and promises from the book of Isaiah. I'm just going to get some water. I, you're right, Josh. The... Um, the, the smoke thing up here is dreadful. I don't know how you, how you guys do it. God. I've literally said about nine people, I'm not going to bring a glass of water up here because I don't need it. Anyway, where am I? Okay, so they're absolutely in line with the prophetic promises from Isaiah. And he highlights these five miraculous signs. The blind receive sight, Isaiah 29. The lame walk, Isaiah 35. Those who have leprosy are cleansed, Isaiah 53. The deaf hear, Isaiah 29. The dead are raised, Isaiah 26. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor, Isaiah 61. The blind see, the lame walk, the, uncle the unclean cleanse, the deaf hear, the dead raised. Are we immune to this message, guys? We should be absolutely in awe. And I'm just going to take this moment right now to say, let's not whiz by. Because we hear this stuff all the time, don't we? We read our Bibles and we go, Jesus did this, Jesus did that. And yeah, 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 can I get to the more important stuff? The blind see. Wow. The lame walk. Wow. The unclean cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised to life. That is something to, to celebrate and be excited about. Because the same Jesus, who many of you, maybe all of you, have invited into your heart as to be king of your life, is the same Jesus that did these miracles. His power knows no limits. He is the ultimate superhero. Our jaw should drop, our eyes should be wide, and our hearts should be thumping. 
when we hear of these awesome impossibilities made possible by the King of Kings, Jesus. And just as a side, I actually did once uh, pray for someone uh, who was deaf. And he'd come up for prayer, and I, I just prayed, and he, he said, I can't hear. I, I can't remember, actually, how he said it. Um, but he, he just said, can you pray for my, my ears? I can't hear. I prayed for him. He took his hearing aids out. He stamped on them. Because for the very first time in his life, he could hear clearly. That is the same Jesus. I'm excited about God. He's pretty good, isn't he? These five incredible things end with, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Jesus' heart is for the poor and the marginalized, right? Yeah? I hope so. So this sixth miracle, is this a sixth miracle? No. Well, I, I wonder actually whether this sixth little phrase, the good news is proclaimed to the poor, I wonder whether it's actually a summary of the previous five. Because each five are physical. But they are all spiritual at the same time. The spiritually blind see. And their eyes are open to see the wonder of God. The spiritually lame, the ones who are stuck and not moving forwards in their faith, they start to move forwards. The spiritually unclean, they're cleansed by forgiveness. The spiritually deaf, whose hearts are hardened to, to God, they're hardened to the truth, they're hardened to the gospel, they suddenly start to hear. And they hear the message that Carl gave us this morning of hope. The hope in the gospel of Jesus. The hope in the life, death, and resurrection of our King. The poor is not just a financial sense, but a spiritual sense as well. The good news is proclaimed to the spiritually poor of this world. And this is Jesus' manifesto. He came to bind up the brokenhearted. He came to proclaim freedom to the captives and set them free. So we need to adjust our spiritual glasses. We can no longer walk down the street and judge people. on whether they are rich or poor based on their economic status or their wealth indicators. I was on a mission in Amsterdam over 25 years ago where my friends and I were, were going out and we were going we to reach the homeless people on the streets of Amsterdam and we were going we to tell them the gospel. And my mates bumped into this one guy and they started their incredible evangelistic spiel. And the guy stopped them and he said, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't need to tell me that. I'm a Christian. I've been called to come and live on these streets with these homeless people so that I can stand in their physical space and invest in their spiritual lives. We can't just judge whether we see someone because they've got the best clothes on or not. We can no longer, in the same way, sit in church and assume that people are spiritually rich based on whether their hands are raised high in the best bits of the song or somebody's powerfully crafted words from a platform in front of thousands or, the, or their best-selling book or their thriving ministries. We don't need to look very far to find ministers that have gone spiritually blind and they've fallen in some way. We need to readjust our spiritual glasses. We need to adopt Jesus' heart 
for the poor and the marginalized. We need to proclaim good news to the spiritually poor, whoever they are, whatever their earthly status. And this is the point when you say, yeah, great, Pete, but how? Well, that's coming. It's getting really dry up here. <laughs> if you've been here over the last few weeks, you know that we've been talking about being activated by the Spirit. We're taking a right-hand turn here, by the way. We've been talking about being activated by the Spirit and how we can activate our gifts of the Spirit as well. Well, tonight we're going to have a little look at Jesus and the disciples and see if there's any clues in how we can actually do this so our hearts can be broken in the way that Jesus' heart is broken. Matthew 3 records Jesus' baptism where the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove and rested on him. So, believe and be baptized. If you've not been baptized, then I'm just going to challenge you right now. Get baptized. Why not? Get on with it. Do not resist the Holy Spirit. Let him rest upon you. Now, I think we spend our lives zooming about a million miles an hour. We're, we're frantically here and there and everywhere. And, you know, if, if I'm a dove coming into land, I'm not going to look for the thing that's moving. I'm going to just rest on the thing that's staying still. And remaining in the presence of God. And when Jesus was baptized, he was stood there and the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. Let's stand still and wait for God to come and do his thing. Just in case you uh, need, need another little verse to, to boost you up here. Um, activate. Acts 1 verse 8. What's it say? It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. This is how it happened to the disciples. Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly the sound like a blowing of a violent wind <laughs> came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. That woke you up, didn't it? They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. They waited. And the Spirit turned up and descended on them. And then they were activated. And they were activated so much in the way that I think the Bible just says, speak up. You've got voices. God's given you a voice. Speak up, use it, shout it loud, as Peter did. Peter spoke to the crowd and he says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Who wants to see revival like that? Okay, all three of us? Excellent. Who wants to see revival like that, honestly? Okay, if you want to see revival like that, get baptized, wait for the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit, and speak up. There's some really great things in there. A few years ago, I was chatting to a lady, 
and she'd actually just been to a funeral of her best mate. And she said, oh, I'm really sad. Obviously, she was sad. Um, and she said, I just never, ever told my best friend that I was a Christian because I felt that I might lose her as my friend. And she'd just come from her funeral. And she'd missed her chance. She'd missed her opportunity. I wonder if you can think of someone in your life right now that that might be the case for. If your friends believe something different than you do, then there's a problem. We need to tell them. So I don't think I've got time for this now. Um, but um, during the service at some point, take your phones out, text your best mate that, you, that doesn't know Jesus yet, and say, can I have a coffee with you, and can I share something that's really important to me? Because that's speaking up. That's the beginnings of revival. Do you know what revival actually is? It's one person breathing new life. It's not the thousands or the millions that we're looking for. It's the one person brought back to life. I dare you to share your faith with them. When this happens, when we're filled with the Spirit and we speak up, unity happens. That's what Josh spoke on last week. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. When the the disciples devoted themselves to one another and had everything in common. Then enjoy what God does through you. Now this, I think, is a really exciting bit. Enjoy what God does through you. Acts 3. Peter and John went to pray. They met a lame man on the way. He asked for arms and held out his palms. And I can't remember the rest of the song, but it goes something like that. And and Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. And what did the guy do? He got up, his ankles and his feet were strong, and he went and praised, he leaping and praising God. He went to the temple and worshipped God. That's because the power of the Spirit was in Peter that he'd waited for. He'd spoken up, the Lord added to to the number, and then he was able to do miraculous signs just for fun. So that somebody could go leaping and praising God. So there's a fairly simple track that I've gone on now. I know it was a right turn. But where might Jesus be calling you today, tomorrow, the next day, in your workplaces, in your families, in your homes, wherever? Where is he calling you out of your comfort zone for the sake of the poor? Where does God need to break your heart? Is it for your friends that you already know? Is it your colleagues? Who is it? Because... The, the clues are there. Do you want to see the blind see? Do you want to see the lame walk? Do you want to see the deaf hear? Do you, want to, do you want to see the brokenhearted, the poor and the marginalized because they do not yet know Jesus come into relationship with him? And be filled with the Spirit. Speak up and enjoy yourselves because God's sending you on this mission and it's really flaming exciting. I'm coming into land right now, but I, I really get this sense that there's, that there's a few things that, that, are, that I want to kind of call out for prayer ministry, probably after communion, um, which we'll do. Um, but before I share those three things, 
I believe, I, I think I've, I've had this little picture tonight that, um, that as I've been speaking, um, fire has been going out from my words and hitting deep, different people's hearts. I don't know where you're all at, whether you are the spiritually poor tonight or whether you guys are the ones that say, yes, I need to step up and stand out and go and get a heart, heart of evangelism for the poor and the marginalized. I don't know what it is, but if you feel spiritually poor tonight, I want you to be honest. I've come to this church on and off for, for the last nine months, and, um, and it's really exciting. It's a great church. And every now and again, I've been here, and it kind of breaks my heart when only several people come and have prayer ministry. Now, I don't know what's going on in your lives. I'm not telling you off at all, I promise. But I'm just like, if there's an opportunity to get filled with the Spirit of God, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, grab it with both hands. Don't sit there and wait, but move and then wait. Because God wants to do business with you, and I really believe he wants to do business tonight with you. If you need to be a little bit bolder in your evangelism, in your reaching out to the poor, in your ministry, in your workplaces, come forward and get prayer, or go to the back and someone will pray for you there. Just make sure you move and get and do it. And then I believe that there's, there's people here that, that really want to pray uh, that God's anointing and heart for evangelism uh, would be set on fire tonight. I'd love to pray for you for that. So I'm going to pray right now, and, uh, and then I think we're moving into communion. Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, have your way. Come Lord and change this generation. Come and meet us where we're at God. Whether we're broken, whether we're lonely, whether we're worried, whether we're scared, whether we're excited. God, I pray by the power of your Spirit that you would descend in this place and you would minister to people's hearts tonight. Not their physical ones, if, although if that's needed, then God, please do that. But, but spiritually, Lord, I pray you'd, you'd, you'd release people's hearts to beat faster. You'd release the lifeblood in them. Come, Holy Spirit, and have your way. Lord, release the evangelists. Release people to just be a little bit bolder. And to speak out. And I pray, God, that if there is anybody here tonight that feels spiritually poor, that just doesn't feel like they're on fire for you, God, I pray that you just stir up them, them in their hearts tonight, that they come and get prayer, and that you would set their hearts ablaze. Come, Holy Spirit. We love you, Jesus.